Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Please take your seats if you can. Mark chapter 4. Thank you for being here this night physically in the room and those who are gathering at the different places in Entebbe, Entebbe Central in Busega in Chinja, Wairaka, Iganga Budaka Mbale, Mbarara, Arua uh, Lira Gulu who have I forgotten? Kigali, Nairobi Mukono, Mukono Central Kayunga among the many thousands to come. Amen. Amen. Do you believe it? This year, your, your life is going to change. Oh yes. I know it. I already see it in my own life. That something has changed in my life. I know it. You know, I can see it. I can tell it that something has changed. I know. I will not bear. Th- yeah. Don't entertain 2023 being like 2022. God says, Behold, I do a new thing. It doesn't say I'm resurrecting the old. <clears throat> oh, yes. Something has shifted. And may you have the faith to walk in it. A new authority is coming on your life. Yeah. But a new kind of boldness. Yeah. Fearlessness. Amen. In the word, in the Lord, without him we are nothing. We can do nothing and we are nothing. And yet he chooses to give us everything so that we can be a blessing to others. Did I leave out some of the locations that I'm meeting? I don't want people sending me texts saying, what's your problem? How did you leave us out? Because I don't have a problem. Makerere, can you imagine? Wow, Makerere. Yes. Bless God. Amen. One of the things that God wants to deal with you in your life this year is fear. Yes. Fear. Fear of the future. Fear of uncertainties. God wants to deal with fear. That's a word of, I don't know, wisdom, knowledge or something. God wants to eliminate fear from your life. And only leave you with reverence for him. Yeah. Well, you and God, reverend. All these other little th- demons, what, things that don't add up, little, little pains here and there in the heart, in the, in the body. Just look at it and say, you're finished. 
you came to the wrong address. Oh yeah. It's real. Let's see if we can preach. And again, he began to teach by the sea. If I keep saying things that are not related to what we are reading, that's, yeah. It's a spiritual meeting. And in a spiritual meeting, you receive by joy. Isaiah 12, 3. Hmm. Isaiah 12, 3. Therefore, with joy, you draw water from the wells of salvation. In an intellectual meeting, you're supposed to be serious, so you get all the points. In a spiritual meeting, you're supposed to be joyful, so you get all the spirit. I've started, by the way. And joyful people are not quiet. Have you ever been to a quiet party? People are just there. They go to the buffet. Let's go about that. I'm joyful. I don't know. Where is this party and we avoid it indeed? <laughs> Joyful people are loud. Yes. The team that is winning usually is the one making noise and singing and shouting and saying we go, we go. Check. Amen. All right, sit and we see if we can try and start again. Mark 4. This is about fruitfulness. Season 21 is about fruitfulness. And my sense is uh, there is going to be a, a bathing. You're bringing forth new things. Yeah. Even you, you look at your own ministry later and say, but what is this? Yeah. This is not how I teach. This is not how I pray. Yeah. And it be like one, two lines miracle here. Three, four lines miracle. And you're like, what's, what's, what's going on? Yes. Oh, yes. It's going to happen. It's going to happen like in the life of our Lord Jesus. Now he says, and again he began to teach by the sea and a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. Even you when you begin to teach a great multitude will be gathered to you. I'm talking about fruitfulness. Before I go too far, you know, I was uh, listening in, watching Apostle Moses Kalanzi yesterday. Apostle Moses Kalanzi, if you are watching us, thank you so much. I was on my way back from a, a barrier, so I missed the service. But thank you. It was 
also. Amazing. Yeah. I could I was like, wow, this man. Hmm? Like, they send you to a, a river. And you're there. Guess guessing. <laughs> Pastor Victor is with us. You're welcome. Our network leaders are with us. What a blessing. Our location pastors are with us. Our MC leaders are with us. Our zonal pastors are with us. Our lovely disciples are with us. Pastor Ari is with us. Above all things, the Holy Spirit is with us. With joy. Now, I don't know which side to... to, to. No, please. May forget. With joy. I want to show you something that I perceived as he was teaching. And I had been perceiving it a little earlier. Can I have maybe two people? Two people. They are like, ah. Now, this side of me. Now, uh, let me, my wife come. Because, because, first of all, she's smart. She's funky. And she's spiritual. Oh yeah. Now, this is an assumption, but don't take it too badly in case it rubs you the wrong way. Let's assume this is the word of God. Now, from what I'm going to teach you today and what people have been teaching you is that uh, there is no harvest without a seed. There is no fruitfulness without planting seeds. Is this Genesis 8.22 or 8.20? 8.22. Thank you, Lord. While the earth remains... Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, war and sum, wind and summer, and day and night shall not cease. The first one there is seed time and harvest will not cease. Are you on earth? Yes. You are in the realm of seed time and harvest. That's how things work here. In everything. Everything you see on earth or you experience is either seed or a harvest. When you say... To your spouse. That's a seed. Now, behold the harvest. Wait for it. Wait for it. For thou shalt wish thou didst not have a mouth that produceth that type of sound. <laughs> when the harvest starts coming, because you know it can come around many days and weeks even. It was just a few seconds. 
Yeah, you you reap hmm? after you sow, you reap what you sow and reap more than you sow. Yeah. So everything is either seed or a harvest. You want a good marriage? There are seeds you need to plant. Good words, good works, good money, good gifts, good and other things. Good, good. Then you will have a harvest of a wonderful marriage. Marriage is not... Marriage itself is a seed for a harvest of children and other things. But there are things that you have to plant to get that, that harvest. If you want to be intelligent, it just doesn't occur to you. You have to develop your brain through planting seeds of reading, awareness, doing puzzles, challenging complex equations. That's how you grow your mind. You don't grow your mind by watching TV. Yeah, don't let the children watch TV the whole day. You're destroying their capacity to think and to be creative. Switch off the thing. Tell them you only watch one hour a day during the holiday and during school only weekend two hours. Don't think that because you can afford uh, subscription, people should be there watching the whole time. Finishing their money. Wow. Are they the ones who pay? <laughs> now, to get the God kind of fruit, you must plant the God kind of seed. And the God kind of seed is the Word of God. So let's say this is the Word of God. The answer is thanks be to God. Now, this word can be accessed through many channels. Chiefly, reading your Bible. Secondarily, but equally importantly, if sometimes not even more importantly, listening to messages. Hearing, because faith comes by hearing, not by reading. Okay. You see, that's why you've been reading a long time, but you don't have enough faith. Because you're, making, you're being confused about the benefits of reading versus listening. They're not the same. You think the people who wrote the Bible didn't know that hearing and reading are not the same. They just mashed, mashed the whole thing. They tell you, get up more challenge. You're like, no. Yeah, I, I, I have my... Uh, what is that thing called? Bible plan. Okay. So, so since you have it what has come out of it do you know that most people here know more scripture than Peter, Peter knew, Peter the apostle oh yeah and yet you can't do what he did yeah. Paul probably knew more than you because he was a scholar he was a scholar, Peter wasn't a scholar he was a fisherman so he didn't know as much scripture as you know He has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. God blesses his holy name. Yeah. So it's word and spirit. And spirit you get by listening to anointed people. So when you listen to a message, you're getting both the word and spirit. 
but you must have the foundation of the studied word, the red word. Never take that out because it's like building a high building without the foundation. Yeah, but don't end that foundation. Some of you, you're so insistent on foundation. It's like a religion. Yeah, don't think you are the first one to read the Bible. So don't get religious and unproductive. Get some spirit coming into you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not hearing the word. No, but, okay. Let me go ahead. You see, there is this book that hasn't been written yet. The Complete Idiot's Guide to Bible Interpretation. I've been trusting some people here to release it, but I don't know. So let's say you receive the word. Okay? Now when you receive the word, it will produce fruit. You produce fruit. Your life changes. Your language changes. You stop the defeatist language. Oh, poor me. I'm fake. Small business. We are finished. Two food day. Anyway, people who are dead can't talk. Why are you saying two food day when we can still hear you? We in Twala. Where? So your language changes. Your demeanor changes. People look at you and there is a brightness about you. Your countenance changes. Yeah. When you show up, people know the solution has arrived. Oh, yes. Your attitude changes. Your whole approach to life is it has a bounce in it. You know, I, I watched a movie. You know there are different kinds of bounces, eh? Like when we were in secondary school, there there were front, side and back bounces, you know? Like there is a guy who go like you know, they just bounce. This is a front bounce, eh? They just you're like Man, the shoulder should be heavier. Yeah. Then some guys, you know, they are side bouncers. They're like, hey, what's coming? <laughs> it's Dr. Okulu. <laughs> and then some guys, they are back bouncers. Now, one time, those days when I, I still had time to watch movies, I was watching a movie, and it had this guy who had a back bounce. Now, it was in a bad neighborhood, so it was those movies for sh- guns shooting. So the guy is walking, then, what? Bullets start flying. So he has to run. But, but he, can't, he can't compromise his bounce, even when running. So the guy was walking like this, then the bullets started... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Yeah. Attitude. Oh, yes. Like whether they are bled, so what? I can't lose my bounce, man. I'm going with it. Some of you need some of that. You need some of that. Yeah. Stop making it look like it rains inside your house. The whole time you are in Kube and Kubi, what a shock. So sit down so the other people can see. So I was telling you that when the word comes, it changes your language, your attitude, your results, your bounce. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you are alive. You know, some people, they can be walking, but you're wondering, are they alive or are they not? If you don't see the legs, you'll think they're on some sort of rails that are carrying them. <laughs> if you don't see the legs so you know something is moving, you'll think, are they pushing something? Please. What a shock. <laughs> yeah. So the word, God kind of word, the God, God seed produces the God life. Yeah. You want God money? Oh yeah. You see, most people have human money. For toiling. The one they promised Adam. Most people have Adamic shillings. Just, even by the time the money gets into the wallet, eh, you will see it's been a sutra. Oh yeah. Ah, that's not part of you. Say far from me. Or you can get the God seed pertaining to man. I remember listening to a lady, watching the lady. I was there physically. She was giving a testimony. How she and her husband, husband is a pastor in a certain church, full time. And at that time, she was working in the bank. And she said, she and husband, they got these steps of a guy called Leroy Thompson. Money cometh. And they said they listened to those, those days it was tapes, eh? in the car until the, the tapes were no longer even clear. Because of over, they could finish the lines when the guy is talking. And then the money started to come. Yeah. She, you know the way she was testifying as if casually. We bought our second house cash. Second. Wait, this is a pastor's wife. Oh, yes. And then she said that she and her husband, they give their pastor what she called a bullet seed. You know, bullet seed. At the beginning of, the year, of every year, at that time, they used to give their pastor, because their pastor is into evangelism, what crusades. They used to give their pastor a bullet seed, just a couple of a hundred thousand dollars every beginning of the year. Ugandans. Omani what you're sending a Caesar Kutoyana my friend. Ziva somewhere. So the God 
katibu wa kasoma proverbs 10:22 mirundi mingi naye is when you're reading it by yourself it's only your anointing that's at work when you're hearing it preached I've told all the pastors listen to the mega church the book until you're soaking from it like everywhere 25 reasons why you should have a mega church ways of counting church growth the secret of industrialization the anointing And you know, if you're not, me, can I tell you, ever since I told you, I've already listened to it twice. And I've listened to Bishop Doug's messages where he's preaching that are from that mega church section. The ones I've been sending you, all that is in mega church, but preaching. And the, the real one, the audio, where he's not preaching, where it's someone else reading, I've already done it twice. Yeah. And I'm going to do it until I have a mega church. Here, here, in this. Oh yes. Even if you're a zonal pastor, you can imagine you can be a mega zonal pastor. Yeah. Where are the people in your zone? Um, a mega church. Yeah. You be there and your zone is 3K, 2K. Oh yes. Where they are like, First service is this zone only because if they if you mix them with other people there is not enough room. Second service is the other zone. Third service is the other two zones combined. Fourth service is the other three zones. Then the fifth service is for those who don't know zones. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you the future. Yeah, one zone full auditorium. Because your people. Nairobi Chapel, they used to have five services. They had a different pastor for each service. Long before when it was still at Mamlaka. And then one day they woke up and sent four of the services away to start new churches and they kept only one. And one of those services, the five o'clock one, was the one of Pastor M. Mavuno. Yeah. They just sent a service and they became a movement. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hope you like this church because if, if you don't like it because of its little, little success, you're about to hate it completely because what's coming? Oh, yes. You'd be like, what, how, this one's, what bribes are they paying in heaven? Yeah. yeah. How, how can their thing be so good? Oh, yes. And not, not unto us, not unto us all, but unto your name. Be all the glory. Why? Because people need to get saved. Yeah. 
All of you, you know people who are not born again. What was I saying? The word. word. That God kind of word can give you a mega church. You take. If you want a mega church, don't listen to people who have never planted a church. They may be preaching good things, but that's not what they carry. If you want money, don't listen to someone who is broke. But this brother also now has a podcast about money. Yeah, but he lives in a rented house, uh, drives a car on loan and owes so many people money and now you're listening to that one because you're like he sounds clever you're about to uh, I will not even tell you what's good just don't go there oh yeah if you want money listen to people who have tasted and they can combine the anointing and the experience the God word the sower sows the word that's Mark for 14 so I was telling you Wow. It's Friday. Yeah. Tomorrow is full of ladership. So you get the word and it produces life in you. People can just tell this one is going somewhere. Ngawai, the word. The red word, studying, reading, memorizing, but also listening to messages. It has different effects, huh? Yeah. yeah. So you need both. Plus live. There are things you can only get if you are there physically. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Isaac thought he was blessing who? Esau. Kumbe, the person who was physically present was Jacob. The one who was present is the one who ran away with the blessing. Meanwhile, the, the blesser in his head and mind was blessing another person who was not present. Hmm. You know, we are going somewhere. Eh? We are going somewhere. You better get in the habit of being present. So that Chigali doesn't leave you. Because you never know what God is going to serve. You, you are coming for a message, a sermon. Then God starts serving something else altogether. So you can do this and produce fruit. Now, here is a better thing. when you get disciples and translate what you're receiving from this side into instead of producing fruit alone you're translating to about 10 to 20 people in your MC you're starting to get the fruit through you, you know, it takes a certain level of humility and discipline to, to let a word, the word of God through you to another person. Oh, yes. Because you, you're always going to be messing it up. 
with your own background, where you came from, interpretation, what, what. So these people can end up getting a very adulterated version. Have you ever heard of an adulterated something? Like, like milk, where they've added something else. Yeah, they, petrol, where they add kerosene. Uh, adulterated. I'm, you see, I'm going to show you something interesting. But for now, just take the English as it is. That's, I don't know. That's what the English people chose. That's the word they chose. Adulterated. Yeah. So you get your milk, it has water. They've poured water. They are selling you watered milk, adulterated. They are selling you kerosene petrol. Hmm? What else do they adulterate? Honey. They add what? Fruit. Fruit. Fruit extract in honey. Cement with sand. Yeah. Over with, with ash. Give with banana. But there must be a special place in hell. How do you mix ghee and banana? <laughs> so you can be receiving the word, but you're getting it adulterated. They tell you, teach your disciples. They're like, yeah, there's this thing up more teachers, but now me, I have an angle. I have, I have a. Re- Paul said, how come many of you hath a word, hath a psalm, hath a revelation, hath a song, hath a hymn? You, you hath. <laughs> now, do you know why it's called adulterated? Because it's like adultery. Yeah, adultery is when there's more than one source or partner. Yeah. It's adultery. As I say, adulterated. Mixed. Yeah. But anyway, that's not what you people do. So I'm just telling you what some other people might be tempted to do who didn't even come. Now, so if, if you humble yourself, it takes humility. Is it like for me, I like, I like this whole straightforward financial growth thing, but Bishop Doug doesn't seem to like it. Yeah, so I teach it carefully now. Even though this is not his church, but because he's someone I follow and respect, yeah, I don't want people to get the idea that my mindset is different from his. So even when I teach it of necessity, I always lay emphasis on the things he lays emphasis on, which I use not to. Why? Because I'm avoiding adulteration. Now you are even in this church. God has ever called you to start anything. But you have your angle. You won't be like that uh, Muganda woman married to a tall, dark, and handsome Sudanese man. But they have a Muzungu neighbor. 
and then some of her kids are very brown with curly hair. And blue eyes. <laughs> and blue eyes. So you start wondering. This Sudanese guy and uh, You look at the, at the Sudanese man, you look at the child. You look at the Sudanese man, you look at the child. You look at the Sudanese man again, you look at the child. Until they tell you, there is a neighbor. <coughs> and you're like, what a shock. <laughs> Ah, yeah, what a miracle. No, 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 no. It's not a miracle. It's not a miracle. Oh, boy. Are we together? Winnie, are you enjoying this message? Okay. <laughs> you know, I have to check with some people. So you can bear fruit from the word alone. Alone. You become a good Christian. Or you can find your 10 to 20 disciples and you start transmitting the grace that you're receiving from the word of God from whoever is discipling you also or from whatever you're listening to. You transmit that grace. You transmit that grace constantly until these people also start living the kind of life you're living. Yeah. You check, you, you are a pastor, they're also pastors. Yeah. You have money, they also have money. Your marriage is good, their marriages are good. Hmm? You check, their kids are happy, your kids are happy, their kids are happy. You do evangelism, they do evangelism. Yeah, this year I set for myself a very low target of 1,000 salvations. But I hope you have your target. Yeah. I think I have like 70 already. Oh, I'm not, uh, please don't clap. So uh, if you're here and you're not born again, I'm tonight. I'm going to give you an opportunity. Oh, yeah. If I get like November and my numbers are still very bad, I'll put together loudspeakers and go to schools. You do evangelism, they do evangelism. You have disciples, they have disciples. I don't understand people who have disciples who don't have disciples. I don't know how that works. Because the mere fact of calling yourself a disciple means you must have disciples. Yeah, you're not a disciple if you don't have disciples. 
If you don't have disciples, you are just a leaf on the branch. And you know leaves, eh? They dry and what? Oh, please don't be offended, eh? Me, I can't follow you. I follow the Bible. And I'm not going to withdraw my statement. What a shock. Okay, can I go to you? <laughs> I enjoy you. Okay. So, so these people, they, whatever it is, whatever graces God has manifested in your life. Dr. Martin, is that you? I send you greetings. That's a very good man over there. He moved to worship with Chida. So we miss him here in Nalia. So Chida pastors, I'm warning you. Okay. <laughs> no, please, it's not like that. I'm joking. Where were we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not about fruitfulness. You plant churches, they plant churches. You build church buildings, they build church buildings. What have I left out? Number of children. <laughs> wow, Pastor Jim. Yeah, everyone has their card which they pull out to make the rest of you look like you're not working hard enough. Okay, let's stick to things that are spiritual. You write books, they write books. You run systemized businesses, they run systemized businesses. You have investments, they have investments. You buy land, they buy land. You build houses, they build houses. Like that. You're transferring. Now you find that this seed that came to one person that could have produced fruit in one person is now producing fruit in 20 people. Or in 10 people. Oh yes. Fruit that lasts. And then now this one also that 20 of these, they each get their 20. And they start transferring. It takes time to be a good transmitter. Because most people are resistors. And when you're a resistor, when they send electricity through a resistor, it just heats up. Instead of passing the power, you just see the thing is heating up. And starts melting. Oh yeah, there are many people in church, they are not good transmitters. You give an instruction to give to their disciples, they heat up. I am smelling hypostasis. <laughs> but you always find something smelly. So they've told you, tell the, do this, tell your disciples. You're just heating up, heating up, getting annoyed. So you find that then on the fruit that should have appeared on your disciples is not. They don't have houses. Because you refuse to tell them to give fast fruits. And for me, the only way I know how to manifest houses is through fast fruits. Building the house of God and he builds yours. So you are like, what, what's up? So anyway, so if you, if you become a 
fruitful vine, a, 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 a transmitter, a vine. You know what that message I pitched to you the other day? That fruit doesn't grow on the vine, it grows on the branches. The fruit on the vine is very insignificant compared to what grows on new branches. You, you can set your target of a thousand salvations, but the branches, they'll bring in 50,000 salvations. So you're, you're just doing it to be an example to the other people, but it's not the main thing. Are you getting it? So, that's how you maximize fruitfulness. By having many generations of disciples that are multiplying. So that, that whatever thing, little thing God teaches you, ah, you, you transmit it. You transmit it. And of course, it helps if you have someone on this side who is also sending you the word. And you, you have to hope that they themselves are not adulterators. That they are not giving you a compromised version that makes you less, that produces less fruit in you than, than whatever, than could. And so as you do this, as you do this, as you do this, the fruit starts to grow to grow, to grow, to grow, to grow. On many, many people's lives. The marriages start to repair in many people's lives. The properties and houses start to be built in many families. Yeah. Evangelism starts to happen in many places. That's how you maximize fruitfulness. Do not be the last fruit bearer. That's a, that's a dimension, but it's not the best dimension. The better dimension is as you bear fruit, you're transmitting fruit bearing to other people. And then they are transmitting it to other people who are transmitting it to other people. You see, Jesus is still bearing fruit. Why? He transmitted it to other people. Who transmit? That's why he talks about, uh, talks about fruit that lasts. Fruit that remains. Fruit that remains. It means that... You know, what's the hope? You see, there was once a mango tree around here. Yeah, a huge mango tree there. What was its hope? It's not, it's not there anymore. It's gone and forgotten. But I, you're sure that some of the mangoes that fell off the mango tree were planted, the seeds were planted in some other places, and then those were planted in other places, and then the, the bees took the whatever to other mango trees, like that, like that. You can be sure that mango tree is still living today. We don't know where it is. But it, it, there, there are many mango trees all over the world because of that mango tree. Because someone could even have put a seed in their pocket in, and got on an airplane and go to another country. Yes. 
taken a mango. I like Ugandan mangoes. They took. Ah, and now there are mango trees there from that tree which no longer exists. But because it transmitted its DNA through its seeds. Remember the sower sows the word. To other mango, to other places and became other trees which transmitted to others, which transmitted to others. It still lives today. It's still bearing fruit today even though it is gone where it was there are tiles. Now what would have happened if that mango insisted that for it, it only produces fruit for people to eat, seedless fruit. It would have perished properly. Have you understood? And I know some of you are thinking, but that looks like a repetition of a certain message. No. This is a different message. Yeah. Even if I repeated until I see you with your seven, seven generations of disciples, I'll keep preaching it. Yeah. Because some of you, you, are, you, are, you haven't been good disciples. You don't encourage your disciples to bear fruit. Because you want them around you. You want to look at them like flowers. Oh, yes. Amen. God bless you. So, sow the word. Be fruitful by multiplying yourself up in outer. That's how you increase the current fruitfulness and future generations of fruit. Amen. Yes. Is there a communion? Am I the one doing communion? Alright. There is communion. They are bringing it. It's not imaginary. Okay, I think everyone was not expecting the message to end at some point. What a shock. This is a spiritual meeting. It's not in the length of the sermon. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, on the same night that he was betrayed. Eh? Now, can, I, can you give me that uh, verse? It's in Leviticus. It says, the life is in the blood. For the life is in the blood. Which one is it? For the life of the flesh is in the blood and I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Leviticus 17.11 
Read it again. For the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Derek Prince, a great teacher, is one who wrote a whole book called The Atonement. It's a powerful book. It was a Greek and Hebrew scholar. And he it says, it's as if it's from the word, many words, at one meant. Yeah, atonement. It's like at one meant. Like being one without any conflict and that's what God has done when he gave Jesus he brought you to a position of atonement with him are you, are you with me so you are in a state of atonement like when God looks at you he, for him on his side there is no conflict now, on your side, because of an unrenewed mind, you may still have some conflict. But for him, he says, you're running. I even wonder, why are you running? You know, God, God, um, you know, even, even as you receive the, the communion, hey, listen, you don't miss the revelation, huh? God is so innocent when it comes to sin that even when Adam sinned, when God came, he didn't know. <laughs> it says he has taken your sin and he has buried it in the sea of what? Forgetfulness. And God is eternal. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That has always been his state. Think about it. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit, did God come out immediately? Say, what? They've eaten the fruit. You guys, what's going on? No. It was in the cool of the evening with the time he usually came. Not knowing. So he says, guys, where are you? Look, am I forging it or you? you are, you've read it, but you've never thought about it. He's like, where are you guys? We had you in the garden, and we were what? We hid because we are naked. And what does he say? Have you, who told, have you eaten the fruit? Am I saying things that are there? They're about to give it to us by the way in the scriptures so that, yeah, Genesis, please, uh, what's going on with projection today? What's, what's happening? I've suffered today with, uh, for a long time since morning. Where are you next? Ah, oh, your voice, I was afraid, I was naked, I hid myself. Huh? He said, who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you not eat? Why, why is God, you think he's asking because it's like, this is God, you know, he has, he's asking a trick question. 
because he's omniscient and of course he knows of course he knows if he chooses to but when it comes to sin he chooses not to know that's why even him is just discovering that since morning when he hadn't come around these people ate the thing I'm telling you something that's going to change your life. Because some of you think that God is there snooping for sin. You think it's the CIA, FBI combined with CID. I don't know why they all have eye in them. God wasn't snooping around saying, mm, I smell sin in the garden. I smell sin in the garden. Let's go check this. No. God was minding other business and said, hey, it's time to go check on my guys in the evening. Then he comes. It's like, hey. they usually welcome me. They come out saying, God, how are you? Today, no one. Adam. 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 explain I heard your voice oh yeah you see you have a religious brain and so even what I'm telling you some of you are not receiving it you're trying to judge it and you don't have scripture evidence for judging what I'm telling you that's why you don't have revelation when you teach you're judging revelation when it is taught. Yeah, one of these days you will humble yourself and stop judging revelation and start receiving from God. Because you what evidence do you have that God knew? You're just going to God is omniscient. So what? Where is that? Okay. See, religion Religion is why you're just hitting the ceiling the whole time in your ministry. You think you know. You don't know. If you knew, we would see. So even God is just finding out that while he was minding other business, the fellows were eating the thing. Why? Because it doesn't give him pleasure to look into seeing this, this one did this, this one. That says, that's why he says, Lord, if you marked our transgressions, who would stand? In other words, you don't. He doesn't. If he did, he wouldn't be a believer. So you, you think that he doesn't mark yours, but he was marking Adam's. What makes you different from Adam? God is not historical. God is eternal. So if he doesn't mark transgression, now he has never marked transgression. He's not going to be into marking transgression. Mm. Mm. 
as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our translation from Psalm 103. But anyway, take me back to at one meant. That was Leviticus, what? 17, 11. For the life, so he's, he's, he comes up with a system of atonementing, atonement. Because atonement itself is a big word which means absolutely nothing to you. Because you and I, we have never studied Greek so or Hebrew. So you see atonement here. You know, you say it to sound like you know what you're saying. And it's heavy and uh, really, yeah. Atonement. Like righteousness. Justification. Propitiation. Nainga, if they sit you down and say, break it down. Like, please. Why are you asking deep questions? No, we just said break it down. So at one moment, God provides that thing which resets to the beginning. Where he can come and you talk and no one is hiding or making fig leaves. <laughs> because of the shame of sin. And how does he make it? He says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given you that, the animals, you know, and it says that the blood of bulls and goats, eh? they could not take away sin, but they could cover. He says, I've given it to you, I've given it to you upon the altar. Even the first time when Adam got into problems, that's what, that's what he did. For the, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins, Hebrews. I've given it to you upon the altar to make at one meant for your souls. Atonement for your souls. Atonement is for your soul. It's not for God. It's not for your spirit. Your spirit is what wall Holy Ghost. He was joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But your soul, your mind, that's where the struggle is. Yeah. It says, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. And on the same night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, broke it, gave it to them and said, it. Find the scripture please quickly. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Take it. This is my body broken for you. And says, then he took the cup. Hmm? And he, he yeah, after supper, saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you remember the life is in the blood hmm? so when he gives them the cup of his blood he's giving them his life because the life is in the blood. What's next verse? Hey, actually, when did we move from Luke to First Corinthians? 
What a shock. Now, give me the one of Matthew. Matthew 26. The projection team is doing very well. They are lovely. They do this every week for years without getting tired. Huh? Did someone say 26? Because now I'm seeing interesting things. Okay, take this is my body next verse. Put it up. Eh? Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and saying to them, Drink from it, all of you. I'm going to show you something. Don't just think, Oh, he showed us look now. He feels the need to also show us Matthew. Then who knows he might bring up also Leviticus again. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Remission means forgiven and forgotten. The difference between pardon and remission is that pardon, you're forgiven, but there is a mark, a, a record. Yabba. Yabba again. That's pardon. Remission is the forgiveness and the no record. Oh yeah, by the way, this is the, this is the real gospel. This is the real gospel which a lot of people in church don't understand. That's why you keep going back to your habits and, and what are those things? Addictions. Yeah, because you think your guilt will save you, it won't. Your guilt won't save you from that addiction and that sexual habit. Yeah. What is save, going to save you is grace. The remission that, that the sin is forgiven and permanently deleted. First John talks about the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. Cleanses us means present continuous. Like if anything happens like this, it's, it's, it's ready. Yeah. yeah. It is. Oh yeah. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Yeah? Second Corinthians 5. 19 is it? Not counting, not not imputing their sins, their trespasses to them. In others, they are there, but he's not counting. You know, when, when the trespassometer doesn't work, yeah, it always, yours reads zero, if you're in Christ. Yeah, now, your, your spouse may have a different record. But God's reading of your sinometer is nothing. Yeah, in Romans 4, he says that Abraham did not waver. Yeah. Abraham. He says he did not waver. When I bring up a verse, you bring it up quickly. Romans 4. He did not waver. That's heaven's record. Earth's record has Hagar, Ishmael, and others. Yeah. Egypt saying, This is my sister. Oh, yeah. 
he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. The record, of, you see, New Testament, Old Testament are very different. In the record, it says, when God told him the last time he came, he laughed and he fell on his face. You go and check it out. Yeah. Even Sarah laughed. She, he was just doing hard following. Husband has laughed to laugh also. He did not wait. You are like, let's be serious. The man has a, a, a son who had 12 princes. They've become a whole thing. Nations on the globe. And you're saying they, they, that for us in heaven, in heaven, we don't have any evidence of the man ever, ever wavering. I came for some of you today to bless you. My God. Oh, yes. Let me show you another one. Hey, can you imagine? No record. But they, oh, Abraham, no, no, no. If you are blind, to be mine. We know he did not waver. You're like, hey, Guns. Look here. The historical records are here even today. Like, uh, yeah. like for us we don't know we, we, we don't know yeah, we also don't know oh yes there's victory in the house tonight I'm going to show you two verses. Eh? Yeah, that's why I'm taking my time. Don't think that I'm WhatsApping. I want to show them to you so that you believe. Give me Psalm 32 verses 1 and 2. Psalm 32 verses 1 and 2. Oh yeah. Some of you, as I teach, you're learning to teach. Now, read. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Covered. Next verse. Blessed is the man whom the Lord to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Watch. Use your brain now. This is the brain part. Eh? And English. That's why it was composed up to senior four. Now, blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. In other words, the, the man is having iniquity, but the Lord is not imputing. As it happens, God saying, okay, okay, okay. It's like case by case basis. Now, this is verse on screen, please. Psalm 32, 2. Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not. Yeah. 
because no no imputation, no accounting, no accounting. Now I want you to look at Romans four eight. It's also like this one, but see, first go to four seven. Seven seven. Okay. Uh, six. Six. Six, 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 Romans 4, 6. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. He's quoting Psalm 32. Now he's talking about the blessedness. You are not blessed because you don't do wrong. No. You're blessed because the wrong you do is not imputed. It's not accounted. Now, let me show you something. Verse 7 is now in 32 1. Blessed are those whose deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Isn't that what he said in verse 32 1? 32 2. Now, there is a change here. You're going to see it. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. What's the difference? In Psalms, it says, Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not. Here it says, Shall not. Shall not. He shall not. There he does not. Oops. No. Oops. No. Oops. No. Oops. Don't impute. Oops. Don't impute. Oops. Don't impute. Here it is, We shall not impute. Yeah, we no longer want oops. We have decided that we shall not impute your sin to you. Shall not. That is the new covenant. (laughs) Where is? That is the new covenant. Old Testament, he does not. Because of his mercy. Here, he shall not. It's like, by one offering, Hebrews 10, 14, he has perfected forever those who are being satisfied. We we are no longer going to this sin thing. eh? Yeah, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are like, we are no longer going to this sin thing. Please, don't, don't, don't disturb us. We are not into sin thing. We are into righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. There is no sin in the three. It's not righteousness, peace, joy, sin. No. Oh, yes. Are you going to bring someone on Monday? Next week. You're not coming alone. If they allow me, I will give you communion like for a couple of days just to keep destroying all these things in your life. Shall not impute. I, I, I hope you're not missing the revelation. Does not impute. Shall not impute. He had Ishmael. He did not waver. This will make you fall in love with Jesus. 
afresh. If when you hear this, you want to go sin, then you are not born again. Yeah. You are not born again. If you are truly born again and you hear this, you are cancelling all your sin appointments that you had made for the weekend. Yeah. You are just telling that guy, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Yeah. Forget it. It's over. I found someone who loves me more than you. He's called Jesus. The atonement for yourself. Look, give me back where we were. Matthew, Matthew what? 26, 27. Matthew 26, 27. Thank you, Lord, for Matthew 26, 27. Then he took the cup and gave thanks. Drink. Uh, you know, all of that was to explain remission, by the way. Sorry. Uh, next. Uh, for this is my blood from, uh, of the, for, for the remission. You see, remission is done, the word that brought problems. So it has to go into some uh, Romans. What? But I said to you, watch this. I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it with you in my father's kingdom. You know why he can't drink it? It has his life. He has blessed it. And he's supposed to die. That's the exchange point where the sinless son of God was made to become sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's why he says, this is my blood of the new covenant. As they are drinking, they are covenanting. They are exchanging positions. So he can't pick the cup and drink. Because if he picks the cup and drinks, he will be now going back to the life side. In giving them the cup, he's moving to the death side and they are moving to the life side. If he drinks the cup, he's moving back to the life side and condemning them to the death side. Because the life is in the blood. Pick your communion. Thank you, Father, for the blood of our Lord Jesus that was shed. Thank you for the body that was broken that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you for healing of sicknesses in this church even now even those online. Thank you that the medical history changes now. The medical story changes now because of the body of our Lord Jesus. Thank you for the cleansing blood of Jesus. Thank you that our spirits are pure. And thank you that as we renew our minds and as we focus on you, there is atonement for our souls. I will never be the same again. May you be blessed forever and ever. We receive this body and blood, this bread and this drink with faith, believing fully that the atonement is in action, that everything that Jesus died for, we receive it as we have it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. You may have the bread and the cup. Amen. Why don't you stand and we pray. Thank you, Father, for your children. Thank you that sicknesses fall off their bodies, of their flesh, of their hearts, of their minds. Habits fall out of their souls right now. Addictions are broken. We break every addiction to alcohol, to nicotine, to drugs, to pornography, to masturbation, and other such things that are designed to bring shame in your children's lives. No more shall they be in their lives. Thank you for healing cancers. Thank you for new body parts that are being installed even now from heaven. New, new body parts, new lungs, new livers, new kidneys, new pancreases, new blood, new blood. Oh yeah. Leukemia shall not take you. Yes. No leukemia in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus flows in your veins. Thank you for new churches that are coming forth to extend this gospel and this love to the lost people of the world. Oh, may your name be praised. We bless you. We thank you. We are the blessed of the Lord. We perceive ourselves as such because it's true. Oh, thank you for the light that shines through us everywhere we go, in our families, among our friends, in our nation, in our city. That we are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. May your name be praised. Help us bear fruit that lasts through many generations of multiplying disciples. We bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. amen. Do you receive it? for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.